a little uh, AMSR for our uh, our followers. ASR, ASMR. I said that. Actually, I said AMSR. And Mo takes his first bite. Wait, let's hear the crunching. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna start to show off since Mo's eating. This is Rob's favorite thing. We call it um, eating when we should be speaking. Um, I'm back. I am Peas for new players. Uh, my name is Peas. I am typically one of the co-hosts of Call of the Audible along with my cohort, uh, the now face-stuffing Mokan. Um, Mokan is uh, undergoing a challenge. He has to eat. Um, what is that? What is that eagle? How many? So there are six Aleppo's from Arush, mm-hmm. the Lebanese, uh, Armenian. Someone got mad if I say that wrong. Armenian pizza place. So we got six of them. He has the show to finish them all. You do have a job to do, by the way. You still need to host the show. I have a feeling I'm pulling double duty. It's it's okay because I missed two shows. Um, I did drop a video for you guys while I was away. So that was, that was uh, a nice that video. Was fun. Yeah, it was. Um, I got to say, you know, I, I missed you guys a lot. It was just too peaceful and quiet and uh, no one was bothering me. It was really weird. Not yeah, used to we that. weren't bothering you at all. Yeah, it was really weird. No. Welcome really back. Weird. Thanks, bud. Welcome back. How was Welcome back so to your own show, Mo. <laughs> I know. I'm back. I'm back. Tasty so far? First yeah, time you so had far, these? So good, man. We're ready to roll here. We've got to pace ourselves. You see, last week, Eagle, in his bull statement, I would finish 50 candies in 10 minutes. Okay. That's now, five. Now, that's definitely hyperbole because it's like quite literally impossible. Well, so it's only possible if you do it in 14 minutes. So you actually screwed up by slowing down. You should just hammer them all to begin with. You would have been so sick after, though. You mean like, like I don't think the time it, to unwrap, put it in your mouth, chew, and grab the next one. I don't think it, like see, you needed, 10 minutes is 10 seconds of candy almost, right? You need to get yourself a sub-eagle mm. who can unwrap the candies for you and shove them into your face. Yeah, oh, see, I was dealing with Iggy and Mo, so they're yeah, not that's tough. He placed them in order. Smarties, Kit Kat, all that stuff in order. So he was going at it one by one. Oh, was, was, it, was it order uh, in terms of ease of eating or... Um, just the the candies you like the best, or are you saving the best ones for the finish line? My technique was I reached into the box, I grabbed a few, and I ate those ones. Hmm. The stories are conflicting. I don't know who to believe. I, I was setting up the wrapper. Oh, your defense? So I know of Nothing? which ones okay. I ate. I got <laughs> oh, the 37, I and I still managed to talk throughout the duration of the show, so Mo right now is struggling. To be fair, <laughs> if I got anywhere near 37, I would have been sick. Mo's going to eat six pizza-type things um, over the span of an hour. Um, I, d- I didn't realize how hard I'd be working on this one show, but you know, thank you guys for how having me back. It, how was your trip to Georgia? Um, awesome. Um, we have family down there. We have friends down there. So, uh, we got to spend some time with them. Got to go to a wedding on my birthday for the first time ever. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, it was strange because the wedding ended at 10 PM. 10 PM. Yeah. That's when the wedding begins. Yeah. People were leaving at like, it was like a Sunday night wedding. And some people left like immediately after dinner, like six o'clock. There's still sun out and people were leaving. And then, um, um, some, uh, we stayed till the end, but, uh, we were told at like 10 o'clock, like, Oh no, no, you need to be off the property because like the, the venue was booked like four hours at a time. So, so if we stayed hours? at 10 one, it would, they'd have to take the venue till two in the morning. Oh, really? It's one yeah. of those. Yeah. Oh, okay. So but they you know, didn't take the venue until two in the morning. They didn't. They didn't. Um, it's a, well. I mean, it's a, it's a, the couple that got married has three young kids. Mm. So, so they're in bed um, already. They probably weren't going to stay long after that anyway. Um, but yeah, it was cool. Um, it was nice to see people. Um, Georgia, Atlanta is becoming this this hotbed of of cuisine and and craft beer and um, all the stuff I love. Uh, spent a few days on a lake, as you guys saw when I sent the oh, video. Yeah. Um, that was nice. It was fun. Good times. Ended up uh, coming back home for Halloween. I had a mustache as I was Ted Lasso for Halloween and am now clean shaven for the first time in six or seven years. Have you ever seen me clean shaven? No, I've never seen you guys at the same time. At the same time. That is true. That's an eagle clean shaven at times, right? But you never. But this is like, I thought this is because we have a big wedding this weekend coming up. Which is Justin Blanchard's wedding. Oh, no. My wife's infuriated that um, I, I didn't remind her that there was a wedding and she wouldn't let me shave if uh, had she known that uh, we were, in fact, going to be going. Or had she remembered she we were going to a wedding. Saturday, right? She is. She is. Okay. But she, she, she didn't realize it was the week after Halloween. And so, oh. as such, is irritated that I, I won't have facial hair because she doesn't like the way I look without facial well, hair. How long will that grow? Um, it'll be pretty clean until probably Thursday or Friday. And then it'll, it'll be some stuff. We'll have a five o'clock shadow going by Saturday. All right. All right, so 
uh, PC's FPF religious excursion has been completed. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Um, highlights have been fantastic. 10 o'clock over. So before we get into the uh, dibble dally of what we did this week for FPF, uh, the winter registration is now officially open for 2022. So Eagle, please uh, lay out the uh, lay of the land for what will be, hopefully, fingers crossed, a proper season as we hope to see and a winter season that we've not seen in two years. Yep. So registration is open. We're using the same um, caps that we usually do for most divisions with some exceptions. Um, Whatever your rating is for fall will continue into winter. Um, Again, we're kind of in that shift of season right now. Uh, We do have discretion to change some people that are brand new. We might boost them or at the end and then shift their divisions around, but we'll deal with that when we get to the end of fall cup. It'll be something later on. Um, Something kind of new this year. 35 plus has two divisions. One is going. One of them is going to be a draft division um, in partnership with the KTFL league, and then the other one's going to be the two conferences: an East conference and a West conference. You can actually choose whether you want to play in the East end of Montreal or the West end of Montreal. And there is only a single division of that 35 plus with a single cap. Same things happening in Division 2 and same things happening in Coed 1 of a new quarterback flex cap. Elaborate for us, please. So what we've now done is in those highest divisions where either we used to have unlimited cap space for a quarterback or we did put one, uh, we ended up limiting the people that could play the position. So imagine like you have a team and a good example is someone like Tam Villadeth, right? He has Power Rangers. He was quarterback for that team for a long period of time. Um, they got to a point where he's too good to play quarterback, so you have to find another quarterback because you don't fit the highest level of competition in co-ed. So what this quarterback flex cap allows you to do is exceed the quarterback cap, but in doing so, take a penalty on your overall offensive cap for your roster. So if you go over, let's I think the cap is like 80 or 85 or something. For every point two you go over, you lose one point of cap space. So that way... You can never technically ever not be able to play in the highest division, but you have to manage your roster accordingly in order for that to happen. So the strength you get from a stronger quarterback diminishes the uh, strength you're going to have on your roster. So um, as I know we had talked about this uh, behind the scenes, um, is the quarterback cap the same for co-ed as it was in previous seasons considering this? I want to say yes, but I'm going to have to confirm. We were a bit worried because there's a lot of, unrated players in co-ed and lowly rated players in co-ed that we felt as though um, there might be just a great disparity between the quarterbacks that play in co-ed. So that's something to monitor in any case. Uh, look, we're, whenever we make a rule change, we're, we're all well aware that they may not work. We've repealed rules in the past. Uh, we've implemented rules and then changed them uh, after we see how Adjusted it works them, yeah. in a real sense, right? Yeah. So, um, and that's especially true of the cap. Like, Eagle, if you remember, uh, well, Mo as well. You actually played in an era where there was no cap. I played right. in an era where there was no cap. So, so did Eagle. Um, and then when the cap was introduced, it was a, it kind of felt sort of uh, it was more of a gut feel thing. And yeah. and we saw that okay, well down the line though, what happens is we have sort of an idea of how good a team is, and uh, the cap wouldn't get adjusted based on their actual performance. So that's something we've adjusted. All these things are things we've looked at. It, do, it often takes us more than one season to get it right. So if that is the case, uh, Eagle, uh, we'll have to monitor the progress and, t- and take a look. Uh, I will have to say, um, as someone who throws an FPF, um, I've been moving up through the divisions. And to be honest, um, I was actually more worried about the group of quarterbacks I was throwing against in past seasons in lower divisions versus what we have now. There seems to be a, a better grasp on how quarterbacks are spread out through the divisions um so we keep saying for example in in winter i'll be locked at division four uh but keep in mind that a lot of what was division d is now going to be pushed up to division four maybe even Um, three maybe even three depending how well you did yeah so essentially um if you want to throw under a division four um, and your rating doesn't permit you to, we're going to make you sign a waiver saying that you're worse than P's at quarterback. Do we have so. any napkins, by the way? Greatest uh, they actually the asked me if I wanted napkins, and I said no. Why? It's part of the struggle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, just to ask you... Oh, real real fine. We have something somewhere. I'll find something. Fair enough. Uh, so just to, since you're going away from the mic, Eagle, I'll ask you, P's. The benefit of having this rule for quarterbacks is what? Because, again, we were talking about if you're going to hire like a Dallas Zara, you might dock yourself a couple of points here and there. 
So what benefit does it have if you have a star quarterback but not enough depth to work with? So um, in the men's division especially, uh, the, the team is as strong as the quarterback. So um, teams need to have at least sort of a competent quarterback play for the division in order to uh, be truly competitive. And um, the divisions that have been targeted for this rule are divisions that are smaller in nature. And so it allows someone like, for example, you mentioned Dan Lazara, it allows him to go back and throw in Division 2, but it handicaps him that he can't put together the, the strongest team possible. Now, the risk is, of course, that uh, someone like, uh, like Dan or, or someone who's in a similar position says, yeah, you know what, I'll throw in, in uh, Div 2 uh, with a couple of Div 1 All-Stars, but then also go get some unrated guys or some lowly rated guys in Div 6 who are actually like college or university players. Because as we've talked about in recent years, we've seen that as a growing trend, the Division 6, Division 5, where the quarterbacks are weaker. That's not always true of receivers, defenders. Um, it's not always true of the supporting cast who often come from very spectacular um athletic backgrounds mm -hmm. and i'm i i really really stretch that sentence out at times i forgot what i was saying i just really want to make sure that mo you had time to, to chew and oh, swallow yeah. and we're safe yeah yeah we're good we're good we're good my, my sentences are like a condom this week they're just here to keep you safe amazing perfect uh the other thing to remind people with is that we've removed the three team limit for players so you can actually play in every go. single division that's great for subs by the way Honestly, for, as a team captain, that's a great idea. Go ahead, though, Eagle. Uh, the only caveat is come registration, uh, our Sked Builder uh, app doesn't support if you're on more than three teams for solving for conflict. So if you're gonna, if you want to register for more than three teams, go ahead. But you may have schedule conflicts, and there's nothing we can do about it at this yeah. time around. All so right, if you want to join a team, make sure you decide yeah. which teams are your priority, and and also make that clear to your captain. Don't be a jerk. Like so, if if this team is your third or fourth priority. Let them know, like, hey, I might get two or three conflicts during the season. That won't be the case for the playoffs, though, Eagle, right? Uh, not guaranteed, but less likely. Not guaranteed, but yeah, less likely. I mean, yeah. there's, Just, it's there's possible, less teams, though. so yeah. It's possible. I hope there is chaos like that. I really do. Yeah. All right, and last but not least, uh, the rules committee is coming up, so the rules suggestion box is open to be uh, submitted rules. Yeah, here. it's available until the end of the week. I'll be posting the link once again on the Facebook page, but it's already there. It should be in Captain's inboxes as well. So, uh, right now, I think we have about eight or so uh, rule suggestions that have been proposed by the community on top of those that staff and the referees are already going to look at as is well. Is the so. uh, quote-unquote onside kick rule? Uh, it is one of the things we're going to be talking awesome. about. I'm looking forward to that. I hope. Are you for that or against <laughs> it? 100% for it. I'm for it as well. Because if you can sacrifice sort of a timeout and or uh, a convert attempt to get the ball back, um, it, it makes the end of game scenarios more interesting. It also, because nine point lead with five plays up, it's over. Yeah. You have the ball, it's over. But now there's that whole idea that maybe you get the ball back before five plays, you hit it for a touchdown. And maybe get a three and out, four and out, whatever it might be, and bam, get the ball back with maybe two plays left. Or but like if you score, yeah, and then have you have sort of either like I said, whatever it requires, timeouts or yeah, yeah. or whatever it requires for you to do that, um, or you know, is it is it you know, I, I the rule suggestion that I had suggested was it costs you need to have a timeout to do it. Right. It needs to be at the end of the in the last two minutes of either half. You can only do this once per game. Right. And what it is is that. So the, the one-point converts from the five-yard line, the two-point converts from the eight, Eagle? Uh, Two-point from the 10. 10, sure, whatever. Yeah, it's on the 10-yard line. Um, yeah. And then, so you run this from the 15, um, and um, you, instead of getting an extra point, um, you get the ball back, uh, and we had to discuss where it's going to be, either midfield or, you know, where, wherever it is. The point is to give an extra, uh, to, to, to play for an extra possession. I think it's interesting because... Again, if you leave it so that at the end of either half, you can, let's say, go up by two scores and get the ball in the second half, or if it's just for end-of-game scenarios, again, um, I think it's really interesting because it, it just makes games that um, just sort of, you know, die out quietly, uh, right. makes them a little more interesting. And uh, the, the the concern last year, most apparently people felt as though there was increased risk of injury, but people run plays from 15 yards away all the time. It's not a Hail Mary. It's not a... No, you're not running into people no, for... It's not. It, it'll be designed plays uh, from the 15-yard line. All right, so let's talk about the week that was. I know, Pease, you're, you're back in the fold of things now with FPF since you were in Georgia on your FPF religious trip. Um, so we're now three Church weeks... Church of Bourbon. 
Yeah, exactly. We're now three weeks through. We have one more week of the games before the next round that will come up. The most surprising result in your mind was whether it's tier one, two, three, or complimentary. Well, there was a, there was a couple of surprises um, throughout the league. One was um, KGP and Blessed playing to a tie. Um, Blessed coming off the huge win against Jean Smezik. And I guess it's just that we continuously underestimate KGP. Because KGP's a higher division team and has been for a long time. Um, and yet we still underestimated them against a team that's just got to tier one. Uh, then again, I mean, you know, blessed are, we knew them to be better than the division last season. Um, and so that was surprising. Um, I was surprised uh, the team ethnic and glow gang score, just that glow gang was able to keep team ethnic to only 18 points. Right. Um, I've played in, many games against Team Ethnic. I, I missed the season's version of that uh, game, but I've played against Benoit Lawler, and Mo, he's infuriating to play against. He's so good at moving the ball. He's so disciplined. Uh, keeping him to 18 points is, is a credit uh, to a team that we thought would be weaker uh, than their opponents in that week. Um, and then I, I look around, and, and I see free agent squad. I know you guys talked about it while I was away, but, hot, man. but this is a team that's composed of free agents, who just you know t took it to task? Uh, beat the Stormers, uh, forty-one to nineteen. Um, there's another blowout in Div Three that we'll talk about at some point during the show for sure because I was actually there to see um, Eagles lockdown team in Tier Three. Yeah, it's uh, not good. So I, I have one game that really caught my attention. Just to go back to the um, KGP easy uh, KGP uh, bless game. Let's not forget though, right? They had that familiar rivalry from last season. Mm -hmm. um, well, I mean, not last season, but in, in, the, in the fact that there's guys who play for each other. Like, you look at Crazy Gordon Mall. He's played for Blessed, and he's playing for KGP. So he understands how Stephen Harper-Stock runs his offense at times and, and can figure it out. Maybe he, if he guesses right on this moment, he can pick it off, whatever it is. But I just think that KGP overall, from where they were last spring, this past spring, to where they are now, I mean, they're definitely getting better week by week here. Yeah. They've gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with the best teams here. I know they, they squeaked out uh, a near-death loss to EZW in the last play where Crazy had to go to quarterback practically and win the football game for them. But I think overall, this has been a good effort for them. And I just think that whole division is still muddled in terms of where you are from one through five. But the game that I looked at, Pease, that really caught my attention was on Monday night was Useless Diablos against... Uh, it's not useless. I call them useless. <laughs> That's a great name, though. Uses the app because, like, what would a useless devil do with his time? Like, you well, can't torture, you can't play tricks. What would a useless devil do, uh, Eags? File your taxes, <laughs> so just accountants improperly. Accountants yeah, exactly. are just, you, yeah, like it's just things that aren't really even illegal, just inconvenience. And, like, you get a bill, like, oh, you moved my car to it, like. To a, a, an illegal parking zone, they got a forty-eight dollar ticket. Like this is terrible. Yeah, but you see, they first of all, uh, François Martin, who we know very well, who's been a part of the league, nice guy, great guy overall. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, he he didn't know that we have a new protocol in place where you submit your roster via the email website page of the FPF World. Mm -hmm. And he came up to he came up to me with the paper. Here you go, Mo. I'm like, what is this? Uh, the roster. I go, uh, Frank, uh, we, we don't do this anymore, man. This We've changed time. What do you mean? I go, you go on the website. There's two seasons already. Yeah, I go, we go on the website. He goes, I don't know where to go. I'm like, you serious? He go, and he goes, I've been here for a year and a half. I go, oh, Well, he played, he played last fall. It was by text last fall, though. Right, right. So so I had to show him how to do it properly. And, I, and it's brought by this old school memory where at the end of the night, you would always have these papers piled up from roster sheets. I'm like, wow, old school stuff. But here's the thing. Yesterday, they played a underman Arush team, and they won that football game. And I was impressed because... They were down. It felt like they were being outclassed, outplayed by Arouche. But he just made big play after big play here. And I, I was impressed in how overall, if you look at the stats right now, for what they did, like I said, Gomal came in for them and had a big pick six. And that kind of turned the table around for uh, useless Diablos. Mm -hmm. And I think for this challenge, because we talk about fall cuppies, how it's that you're going to be a team you'll never, ever face ever again. But you kind of stack yourself up how you rank. This was a good challenge for the uh, useless Diablos. And they came through big time on a big W for them. Yeah, um, I, I was talking to Kevin Lubin um, ahead of this game, and he said that um, he felt his job all season long was to talk to Francois Martin about just taking what's in front of you. Kind of the criticism that's been going on with Pat Mahomes, just not taking the, the easy oh, underneath yeah. routes and stuff. Uh, Francois Martin has had that reputation at FPF. 
I know teams um, who will play strictly cover three the entire game just because they'll leave like underneath routes open the just flag, because yeah. they know he doesn't want to throw them and will eventually lose his patience. Uh, so I think this is a positive sign of things to come. I, I think um, he's seen his team get down early a couple times and realized if he just stays in control of the offense and keeps moving the ball, good things will happen. Um, and I think, I think we've seen that with them now. Um, also, another thing that a uh, useless Diablo would do, anytime you hit the snooze more than twice, it knows you're running late, it's going to move your keys, move your wallet, so you can't find them, making you even later for work. And instead of snoozing your alarm, it actually dismisses it. Yeah, 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 there we go. That's not bad, too. <laughs> and you're late for work. It unplugs your charger overnight? Exactly. I hate that one. Exactly. All right, so there is How was the Arouche, by the way, since we were talking about uh, we're th- I'm down I'm through three right now. And? It's good. They're good, eh? Yeah, they're good. I'm not able to eat, eat it till tomorrow morning, but at least I know I have my breakfast packed with You have some lemon juice Thank you. It's much yeah, appreciated. We're, we're through three. And we're, how many minutes we're through right now? The show? Uh, we're all 20 minutes. Yeah, so we're through three. How are you feeling? Good. I'm starting to feel a little bit heavy. <laughs> they're, they're heavy. <laughs> they're heavy, heavy right I'm now. I'm telling you, that the key is 14 minutes. 14 minutes, you go outside, you vomit, you come back in, you're good to go. Yeah, second well, wind. Of course. Get second that, wind. That second wind going forward here. Of course, I have three more to go in this challenge. Um, last but not least, uh, PMS. Cole, Cole, Laval, Wesley last week. They won a close one. Um, I don't know. It was tough to read because the seventh rounders are, are a pretty decent team in terms of how they play as a crew. Uh, Jafar Hassan's boys on that roster. But I was a bit disappointed by PMS because I thought Frankie Scalzo would take that next step. Uh, he had a good opening drive, and I said, hey, Kyler Murray's in the house, right? Because he plays like Kyler Murray out there, and nothing looked like Kyler Murray out there. He looked more like, I don't know. Um, he looked like, like P's going as Kyler Murray for Halloween. He yeah. looked like Kyler Murray against the Packers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little bit more like that. But, uh, you know, PMS, they're going to – like, Scalzo's a really good quarterback, I think, for this level of where he's at. But they're not going to win because of him. They're going to win – of their defense. I think their defense is going to be the reason that they have these close affairs go in their favor because they can lock down teams on Matt to Matt looks. They have the athleticism to, to play um, any formation that they desire and shoot and gamble when they want to. So I was really impressed by the fact that, hey, at the end of the day, nice. that this was a situation for them where in a tough game against seventh rounders who they should have steamrolled from the get-go, this is a character win for them. Yeah. Um, I think, look, the key to remember is um, this is – the Frankie Scalzo version of part of my spike. Obviously, with Brad Evans at quarterback, they're a very different team. Um, they also are missing a couple of pieces. They don't have um, Jordan McInnes this season. Um, obviously, they wouldn't fit Tier 3 with their entire team, right? So, um, it, you know, you get into these situations where sometimes maybe playing in a lower division without your, your best roster might hurt you. Now, they're winning games. I, I saw them during the first week playing against yeah. Lionhearts. Uh, they, they got through this one against 7th Rounders. Um, I think 7th rounders, rounders are an interesting team, but I, I do not think that they'll be one of the uh, the better teams by the end of the season. So um, I'm happy to see a PMS get by them, but you're right. It should have been a more convincing win. Um, but, but speaking of convincing wins, Mo, I was there for um, the 57 nothing trouncing of Save a Horse versus Lockdown. I don't know what save a horse, like what the team name is supposed to mean. Trojan. But how does it need to be saved? Like from drug addiction? From itself? Know, maybe like Gambling? Tro- Trojan horse coming Blue in. Blue factory? Maybe Trojan horse coming to do a surprise attack. I don't know. Could be. Could be. Could be. Um, so I will say this. They are a team who looks incredibly ac- athletic. When they play against the best in the division, they're going to struggle because of their, their lack of... Um, their lack of experience. Um, the other thing I learned is Terry Tam is not at the level that he last was when we last saw him play uh, a quarterback in FPF. Um, although he, he had struggled in the past. When I saw Terry throwing into three, tier three, I was like, okay, well, he'll be fine. But being that I actually watched the game, not just looking at the stats, because I know seven completions, seven interceptions is obviously bad. But watching Terry... I'm, I s- I'm sorry, he had seven INTs? Seven INTs and seven completions. No way. Three yeah. of which were returned for scores. No, none of the including a sh- uh, a shovel pass. Yeah. At in the red zone. Yeah. Um. So. I am so confused by the seventh ints. Really? Yeah. Yep. It's a rough game. Um. But Terry wasn't seeing anything. Um. If the first read wasn't there, he struggled. He put the ball down to run too easily. In in my opinion, um. He wasn't 
he's not the quarterback for this team, so he wasn't expecting to come into the season to throw. Um, but he, you know, he he did great in terms of filling in on the, you know, so no one else had to do it. Yeah. Uh, but against an athletic defense, if you're not making proper reads, if you're not making proper play calls, I, I was only there for a short period of time. Oh, and I saw the same plays often run and misread by Terry. Um, and I think again, it's just. Um, it's been some time before he's uh, taken snaps to quarterback right. position. And last week against uh, your first game at St. Laurent, you didn't even have a much of a pristine affair. In two back-to-back weeks, the opposing defense has outscored our offense. Okay, no problem. Thanks, Terry. Yeah. All right, let's take a look at Tier 1. Um, fairly close. Uh, first place to fourth place, I think, is two-point separation uh, from where Blessed is to where KGP is. Um, quite muddled because there are four play- teams within first place here, P's. Um, going into the final week, before we might start seeing now what will happen for the next round of games here, how does this play out for Tier 1 with what we have left going into the final week? Well, um, it's it's been, I thought there was going to be greater disparity. Um, blessed, still technically undefeated. Irjan Spenzik taking a loss. Um, and Sorry? Two blessed. Two blessed, obviously. But I'm saying, like, it's not... When I left for Atlanta, I didn't expect to come back to find uh, these standings. Um, and I didn't expect Mangoose to get a win before EZW either. Uh, both defenses struggling as we thought they would. Uh, but it's, look, you know, it, it's going to get... Does this division get subdivided into... Uh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't, huh? Okay. So the, but it becomes weighted though, right? From the schedule perspective? I believe so. The specifics, uh, I don't have top of my head. Yeah. So, um, all that to say, you know, the, the, the bottom teams might are in for some some trying times. Um, but I'm the thing that surprises me most, and I look all this all this, is not that EZW is in last place, but that um, they've only scored 89 points. I thought they'd be they'd lose every game by a, a close margin, um, and it's not exactly been that um, so far. <laughs> So uh, multiple scores against Apocalypse, a uh, close game against KGP, um, and a close game against Blessed. I guess I'm just reacting well, to, to last week because I saw part of the game against well, e- e- uh, w, Apocalypse. Every game that I've covered so far from scorekeeping with EZW, um, against Blessed was last play of the game. That's what it was. Uh, your boy who plays with you on, on uh, Hot Sauce. Will? No. James? James Langshaw? Langshaw, yeah. He made a huge play to win that game. And then the game against KGP, another huge play um, by Crazy Gordon Mall. So yeah. this team could easily have two wins and be two and one. And maybe we're talking about EZW being the team to win or be in first place going to the next phase of games here. And I just yeah. think that in Tier 1, there's been more, aside from the Urgence Medic win over Mangoose, um, a lot of these games have been relatively close for at least a half going into the um, second part of the um second half here going halfway through that point so if i'm ecw i'm not discouraged because you've gone toe-to-toe with the so-called best of what should be uh what three division three division two whatever it is for the next winter season wherever it might be and they could have easily won those games and we might be talking about them as being the, the intriguing team moving forward well and eagle correct me if i'm wrong but um i think mangoose and ecw are the only teams that are div three eligible right because like, blessed would be div two or they have three. It's gonna depend on the roster. Depends it's on the roster, tricky, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, they're so in the two to three range for sure. So, but those are the the only two that we we know pretty much for sure. Those would be Div three teams, right? Uh, whereas the other ones are sort of borderline Div two. Um, so definitely, they're they're a bit outclassed in that way. Um, but it's it's been interesting, and and um, I really like the the Apocalypse roster. Uh, a little surprised that Jeff Rosenblatt's already thrown four interceptions. He's normally very good at protecting the ball. Um, and it's uh, it was I, I caught a bit of that uh, EZW uh, apocalypse game, and it didn't feel particularly close. There just seemed to be a, a class difference between the two. Way class difference. Um, and you know the, the score would tell you otherwise. Like the score, like it was twenty to nineteen at the half right. for EZW, but it kind of just felt like at some point uh, apocalypse will get some stops, and I didn't think EZW. I had no confidence that they would. Um, and then, of course, when I got home, saw the score. I said, "Well, yeah, that's that's kind of how I saw the game going." Um, 
so yeah, so that that's that's the few things I picked up. Again, I've been away for a couple of weeks though, so it's, a lot of my reactions will be uh, overreactions to a single couple, you know, to a couple of days of, of flag football. Okay, so here's your overreaction then. Yeah. Team ethnic are they overrated? Because who is who is rating them and how much are they rated? Okay, well, are you like when you look at T two, we get the division over here for T two, for where Team ethnic is. They're in first place. They've completed their season of four games, mm-hmm. so they don't have another game left over right now. But looking at it right now, you got Team ethnic, Chocolate Thunder. Arush. So are they overrated in that the the the, the rated the rating no, based like, on standings is too high? I'm saying that are they overrated that would you take other teams over them for where they are currently standing right now? Like I, I have Chocolate Thunders being better than them. I have Arush being better than them. I have Tough Lungs being better than them and Bruins being So better. I always laugh at sports media folk when they say overrated underrated because it always means I think this or I think the opposite, right? So nothing is ever under overrated if you believe that principle and nothing's ever underrated if you agree with that principle, right? So like, uh, or is it nothing's ever underrated if you don't agree with that principle? So Team Ethnic, to me, I thought they were one of the best teams coming in. They they finished as one of the best teams. They're, they're three and one. Um, they're flawed, for sure. Um, but I th- again, I think they have one of the best passers um, in the division. I think that um, they... Their only loss came to Santa, who I think are um, excellent. Um, they, they played a tough, tough game against Hot Sauce Sports, but that's just sort of the MO of both of those teams. Those are both teams that won't blow anyone out and will play in games very tightly. Um, and then ended strongly when they when they beat a champion team in Pinchelos, right? So um, they're very good. Uh, are you taking them over? I, I'd like... Maybe, like I, I think maybe... Maybe Chocolate Thunder is the team I would sort of class as the best team in the division. Um, but it's up there. Like, Team Ethnic, uh, Chocolate Thunder, Arush, and probably Centaurs, maybe. Those those to me are, are probably the best. That but they in regards to their the schedule. Rest are, the rest have a glaring weakness. Like, look, I know the schedule is kind of different because you're not playing every team. Yeah. But no disrespect, he's beating your hot sauce sports, which has been off to uh Well, we've, we haven't had a complete roster. Exactly. Glow Gang. Season. This is the same glow gang as they once were, and Pincellos, who are getting a um, a class one education and playing. Well, they're, they're mo- like, and I, I've spoken to to um, to uh, Vince Romano, and and I was saying like, yeah, you know what? It's it's normal to lose games, and it's normal to lose games when you move up a division, right? So it's it's there's a there's a definite adjustment in terms of speed and so on, and you know you're not going to go into. Uh, 10 games without people knowing who Justin Calixt is at this point, right? Because because people saw him for a whole season. Yeah. So the better teams will know how to adjust. The better teams will have uh, better personnel to, to take him away. And it's going to come down to how well he uses his um, second and third reads and how well he uses um, the the other receivers on the team. And um, I think they're, they're a team that's well-built to do that because... Uh, he has such a familiarity with a lot of the players on his team. And um, we saw, for example, in the finals, how great uh, Alejandro uh, Dezazo can be, right? We saw how, how effective he can be. We saw, um, you know, how effective uh, Jordan Ferre can be in, in moments as a receiver. And Matt Moreau, um, they, they have talent across the board. It's it's the processing speed at the quarterback position for Vince Romano that's, that's going to take some time. But it's going to get there. His plays make sense. His play calls make sense. It's just the ability to read them quickly at the next level, right? And that's that's where it, that's where they're lacking. So every team has an issue like that. For them, it's based on moving up. Uh, but the teams that I would say are that are uh, least lacking um, from from a sort of positional standpoint or from a um, team building standpoint, I think Team Ethnic, Chocolate Thunder, Arush, and Centaur are those ones. Yeah, I, I think. Look again from from Team Ethnic's perspective, I'm taking Chocolate Thunder over them. Arouche, even though they lost to Eustace Diablos the other day, uh, we're missing Eric Lalone at the quarterback position, missing, missing a few guys that would normally be there but weren't there. I would take them over Team Ethnic. I would definitely take, as I said before, Bruins over them, Tough Lungs over them. I just don't buy so into Team t- Ethnic. T- tough Lungs, to me, is an incomplete team. They they are in the class to me. They're like Jay Cutler. They're in the class to me with Tough Lungs, Bruins, uh, un- Unexpected Diablos. Weird cut. And we're back. Um, we had a little technical difficulty. Uh, Mo uh, basically is dying, and uh, we needed to check with the doctor, see yeah. if he'd be okay. He won't be. 
Um, Turns out this many peppers and that much cheese is not good for your <laughs> digestive tract. Not at all. Not at all. Oh nah. uh, yeah, just regards to tough lungs. I they're one of these teams. I just think that they're somewhat incomplete. Um, they have obviously their superstar in in uh, Justin Lerner, and I've been very uh, impressed with how Matt Lerner has improved and in recent seasons. But I think, for example, uh, you know, uh, Olivier Dallaire's is um, underused on offense. I think in general, too much of the offense goes to um, Justin Bizarro Gray and well, no, the, the um, Wranglers got a and, and Justin Lerner. What the Wranglers got a role now? Yeah, yeah but even at that, I'd like to see him use more. I just um, there's there's too much reliance, especially when the games get tight, uh, on going to uh, who he expects to make big pl- like plays for him. Uh, they've won a lot of close games, um, th- other than when they lost to the Bruins. Um, so they be- they beat tough lo- they beat Hot Sauce Sports Week One, but then. They 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 had a tight game against Mean Machine. Even the the, the game against us, the Hot Sauce Sports, was close until late, right. um, and then they lost by ten points to to the Bruins. So, um, resume and sort of the team construction, I think, is good, but it, it just it's missing one last piece, or just the deployment of the pieces to right. be to be that the next level. Right. When we look at the tier two stands again, mm-hmm. the Eagle, um, the dotted line to keep their hopes alive. So let's just go over it again to make sure people understand what happens now as we move into the final week of games for the opening round here. So the bless you, Eagle. Thank you. So the dotted line now for what to qualify. How do we break this down for tier two once again? Bless you again. Thank you. Um, we're literally cut it in half. So there's 15 teams. I think it's at the seven or eight mark. We're gonna do a, a big line and split it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. If we if we desire that, I don't what, know. Rob does magic sometimes, and by magic I mean not telling us. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it would be eight and six teams is the way to do it. It, could, it doesn't have to be split down the middle, though, That's necessarily. True. Well, it can't be also. <laughs> okay, so. There we go. Information. <laughs> Maybe he does 5-5-5. Five, five, five. That's he, true. You play four games in the, in the middle bracket. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Like I said, Rob didn't tell us. He's not very confident right now about what's going to happen. Well, we just don't know. Okay. <laughs> we know there's a split for the qualifying yeah. round. Okay, so we just don't know what the split is. Let's just imagine dotted line here. Let's say this, the dotted line is at eight. Okay, so the top eight make it to the next round of what they advance through. Please, is there a team like, say, for example, the Ravens, Me Machine, Los Cietas Amigos, KGB Raw that can perhaps work their way in and finagle themselves into uh, a lower spot in the top eight? Ravens will need a win. Um, the tie really hurts them. Um, but they they looked impressive in the rematch against Pinchelos in week two. Yeah. Um, they did take a loss to Bruins. That one surprised me. I thought I thought Ravens just had um, the this version of Ravens. I thought was better than this version of of Bruins. Right. Um, but it 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 didn't pan out. And of course they had that week one tie to Glow Gang, which uh, I guess I think was a surprise to all of us. Um, so I think if they get a win, uh, there's a lot of new pieces in here for Joel Hull. Um, that we see, for example, uh, the Ledoux brothers joining the, the fold. Um, I think um, if they sort of make that jump, they're gonna they're gonna be d- tough to deal with in the in the next round. So we look at tier three. Uh, there are six undefeated teams in tier three. Um, are you surprised by that? Um, yes, be- yes for one reason, and no for an unrelated reason. Uh, the the reason I'm not surprised by it. Is that um, there's in the lowest division? There's always um, uh, teams that we have less of an idea about, right? right. So I'm not surprised. Part of my swag is three, no, because they're division Dodgers. Um, very clearly, we all know that to be the case. Uh, but we didn't know anything about Save a Horse. We didn't know anything about free agent squad, obviously, because they they weren't even built. Well, I mean, we knew they were teams. free agents. Well, yes, but we didn't know anything about their their ability to play the game. Um, you know, we. we um, we didn't really know much about the West Yard, also uh, right. in terms of how they compete. So obviously, you know, Warriors with with Fergenbaum, um and them boys, uh, as well as part of my swag with Frankie Scalzo at quarterback. Uh, Frankie Scalzo, of course, not Brad Evans, but as we discussed, familiarity with the team and and a good athlete um, and the ability uh, to make plays. Um, that those are the teams that don't surprise me. So I knew there would be unidentified quantities. Um, and we don't even know, for example, how good Save a Horse is because the teams that they've played against, for example, yeah, they got a huge win against Lockdown, but Mo, um, I think we could have got a, a grade school team together. Uh, 
an FPF junior team with like the youngest group of juniors, and they would have beaten Lockdown this this current week. Um, you know, do we know much about Demons? Do we know much about the Stormers? Like nobody's put up more than uh, twelve points against them, right? So like thirty points allowed in three games, but have they faced a complete offense yet? You know, they haven't faced the PMS. They haven't faced uh, a West Yard. They haven't faced um, you know a lot of the the, the better teams in this, right. this tier. Well, the thing is, when I look at this division, 55% of leagues above 500, mm-hmm. which I think is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, because that, means show that, that shows that there's competitive balance in this whole league. Um, when you look at the 2-1 teams in Tier 3, would you say that there is better there – are, there are a bunch of teams in two, at 2-1. Two I was just have my train of thought. I, I, I thought you were like looking at something outside. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no I was just looking straight ahead. So it's like, is someone be, am I being towed? No, no, you're not being towed. Thankfully not. Would you say there is some 2-1 teams that are – Better than because again we yeah. don't know about the three old teams, but we do know about the two one like the tune squad. Uh, we know about seventh rounders. We know about line hearts. These are teams that we were familiar with. But would you say right now that you're more comfortable saying they're a better team than the unknown three and I mean, I, I think I like to see, for example, a team like FSU uh, go toe to toe with you know Save a Horse, for example, uh, just to see what that looks like because it's they, they can match them athletically at least. You know what I mean? Um, Killer Rays are a team we've seen a little bit of in the past. Um, and, you know, to to Tyler uh, Vandersweep's credit, he's thrown 13 interceptions, uh, thirteen touchdowns to two interceptions so far this season. <laughs> so 13 touchdowns in, in three games in Tier 3s, that's a big deal. You know what I mean? That's um, that's going to that's gonna win you games. So I, I want to see sort of these young athletic teams competing against that. And, and you know what? Let's see how uh, some of the better undefeated teams, some of the, the, the more quantifiable uh, uh, challengers like Warriors and, and, and part of my swag do against some of these these uh, unknown quantities. Well, I, I think that that's the intriguing part because wh- whatever we do for Tier 3, again, we don't know what the p- split will be. Is that correct, Eagle? Uh, that is correct. This one's going to be probably more obvious, though, because there's 20 teams, so it's a nice yeah. even number. So be five groups of four or, or two groups of ten or so whatever. The, the dot line yeah. could be at the 10 mark or maybe four groups of, four yeah. groups of five. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised by Save the Turtles being 0-2. Well, no, because we spoke about it. Iggs and I spoke about it last week. And yeah, week I did hear that conversation. That's true. And are we disappointed? Yeah, I think that they've underachieved dramatically. I thought we all had high, high hopes for them, but we go back to their loss to the Orioles in the, in the spring season. Um, it feels like they have never really recovered because I'm not saying that they, they had an easy schedule in the spring season that gave them a, a bloated schedule, but they were definitely given a generous schedule of mm-hmm. what they did. And they, and they capitalized. You can't blame them for that. And now, taking a step up in the weight class of you know some of these teams being a melange of whatever they are normally, I think they're getting again a, a FPF education that hey, like with Pinchellos, you're going to have to really adapt and really learn how to become a better football team, not just from your athleticism, but just from an FPF mental standpoint of knowing certain situations that's being presented to you during a football game. Are you surprised um, that Lionhearts have uh, have improved the way they have? Well, they got ripped in the first game. Yeah. Uh, but then they've they gone two and one since then. They, they, right. They, they lost d- to who again? PMS, was it? Uh, it was PMS, and right. it was a blow. Yeah, it was in Laval. And yeah, we were both there. Yes, we were both there. And I was like, my God. I go, man, like, I don't know how these guys are going to adapt. But I give them full props. They've, they've rebounded well. They're now in a position to be in a, in a situation where they're going to have a, a chance to make a deep run in this whole format. And now my question for them is that, if PMS is the ultimate standard in this division, if they were to go against them part two at some point, because there's going to be repeat matchups at some point during this whole process, how do they do the second go around against the so-called better teams of this whole process? Um, that's going to be, of course, that, that remains to be seen. We'll have yeah. to see how that, how that works are out. Are they going to adapt? Because that first week, they just looked look lost. A- admittedly, their quarterback, Nick Delisi, had never played in FPF before. And yeah. he's going against the PMS defense. So he went a 1 TD, 5 ANTs, right? That's like Terry Tam numbers right there. So Terry this, wishes those were his numbers. This week, I mean, he went 4-3 and three against Post Malone's Knights. And uh, Post Malone's Knights is, is a team. Look, you know, they have on their team... Um, Kareem Chilcott, who I play with, Jeremy Ledoux, Alex, Alexis Dubois. Uh, I know Iggy Magnets wasn't there, but defensively, you know, Andrew Rubinovich, these are guys we we recognize in FPF, right? right? So right. the fact that um, this team was able um, 
Lionheart was able to score 27 against a good defense despite throwing three interceptions. I want to give them credit for that because this is a team where I've played against them in the past. I've met met with them in the past. They're a team that would have folded when things weren't going well early in the game. So to show the the toughness to come back in the second half and outscore their opponents 21-6 who are an experienced opponent, that shows me that maybe they'll be okay in the second round. I, I'm really excited. You know, <laughs> again, FPF Cup is, is the present moment, but I'm really excited for some of these teams going towards winter season. Yeah. Because now, please, we're asking ourselves this question, like, hey, we're in a position now where we're saying there's teams who now, again, more than half of the division currently is above 500, which is good news. Mm-hmm. Can that carry over for them going towards winter 2022? Definitely. Like So, um, our team tends to struggle every fall for whatever reason. It's often guys missing, but I found it to be a useful tune-up. Like obviously, you want to win money. You want to win the even if you don't want win money, you want to win your bracket. Uh, postseason means free football. Everyone loves that. Um, but the thing is, is that um, the above all else, it keeps you playing flag. If you remember, Mo, we used to have a huge layoff between the spring season and winter. Yeah, it was almost four um, months, five months. Now teams come in winter and they're ready to go. Yeah, game one, the, the offenses look crisp, and I think the fall season has, has contributed to that in a lot of ways. Absolutely. All right, uh, coed, coed. Yes, I was going to get coed up right now. Actually, in fact, so coed now. Um, like last sec, this is a team that uh, Iggs and I were very impressed by because they almost won their first game last week. Peas. Can I, can I just say something about coed for five yes, seconds? For I'll, I'll try and make it as quick as possible. I know we're running late. Um, I, I played my first coed game ever. Yeah, I know uh, you're in coed this year. Yeah, now. I'm playing uh, with with uh, with. Uh, uh, kiss my end zone. Uh, Lexi invited me. He made the terrible mistake of asking me to quarterback. Oh um, God! But honestly, I just want to say it's an absolute privilege. Uh, Coed is something I've I've believed in um, for a long time in FPF. I'm really happy that we've we've made it a priority. And um, my wife has no interest in playing any sports, especially mm-hmm. not flag football. And so I just never had the opportunity um, or or the invite to play in the division. So I'm. I'm Truly blessed to be invited to the division. Um, thank you all for having me. And uh, it's p- my first game was a very, very positive experience. I, I had a great time. Just wonderful people all around on both sides, on both teams. It's a really nice community. Who do you hate the most? Alexi uh, Dubois. Okay, perfect. Unequivocally. Perfect. Then for so putting me in this position. So we're going to the final week of games here. There's three games exactly last year. Uh, last second, I know losing to Y&Y 34-8. But I think they're, they're starting to turn a corner, though. And I think for what they have done, they've gone through, they've taken some serious licks in this uh, in this FPF world since last Fall Cup. But they've improved game by game. They've never given up. Good attitude here. But I think now when they get easy fun, they're trying to really establish dominance in this division. Would you say they're the favorites to win this division? They're good. Um, they're good. And Jeremy White's ability to buy time um, is is I, I think one of the keys to being successful in um, in in co-ed. Um, be just based on, he ca- you can't rely on the same kind of things you do playing in the regular divisions. Right. Um, and from what I've seen, nobody's rusher is sort of truly elite. So if you can buy time and get everyone involved, uh, I saw firsthand more, like it was, it was very clear to me w- that, when we didn't score on our second possession, I was like, oh, this is going to be tough. This is going to be a, a, a tough right. game. Um, and um, I give them all the credit in the world, and, and we, didn't, we didn't get a stop on them at all. And uh, it, was, it was impressive. It was impressive to see. And uh, I think Jeremy White, with this specific group uh, that he's assembled, uh, absolutely are the front runner. Right, uh, Eags, uh, for a co-ed division here, how will this work here in terms of the No year? splits. They just continue on. They're kind of like just a regular season-ish type and of thing. Maybe gold. some waiting, but yeah, there's yeah. no... It's going to be like tier one. It's just going to happen. All right, then. Uh, some words of wisdom, PZ. I know we've yet to hear your words of wisdom so far this year. What would my? What would you like the words of wisdom to be about? Uh, let us go with... Because I did not prepare this. I know you did not. Uh, tier three. Tier three? Uh, the teams, the newbie teams in tier three who are trying to establish themselves in the prison yard of being the OGs or trying to be an OG in this whole FPF prison. Mm. Yeah. So first of all, much like being an actual prison, you got to beat up on the weakest teams you can find, right? So <laughs> if you have a chance, if you have a chance um, to to uh, lay a whooping on somebody, don't worry about it. Everybody gets whooped. 
my second game in FPF Mo, we lost forty six nothing to Les Affreux and Matt Damon. And that's that was the beginning of a wonderful friendship between me and Matt Damon. Right? Because I've I then went to go talk to him and said, Hey dude, you kicked our ass. Why did you kick our ass? What did you do against us? Um and, and then I realized by talking to people in the league, by taking your lumps, you're gonna learn a lot and you're gonna learn quickly. I made friends with Eagle that way. Um uh, I reached out to you and said Hey, uh, it was you and Andrew Dana was writing the, the article for our division at the time. And I said, you know, uh, guys, how can you help us improve? Reached out to him and uh, they set up a practice and it gave us a lot of uh, concepts. And um, it helped us improve in a, in a really short period of time. So much so that that experience helped that Eagle and I offer that help all the time to, to new teams. Uh, we'll go see your games. We'll visit with you. We'll give you suggestions. Guys, offenses. I see, I see new teams all the time with wristbands with 18 20 different plays you need four plays including red zone you need one red zone play and three other plays and one of them is all hooks and that's all you need in fpf if if you think i'm kidding watch a div one final i I remember watching a Div one final with kevin wyatt throwing the greatest fpf quarterback who ran three plays the entire game and one in the red zone so it was all slants, it was hooks, it was it was a triple deep, and then his red zone play. And he ran it over and over and over and over. And I'm not saying that it'll it'll last you your entire tenure, but in a specific game, if you have four plays that are working, don't run a different play. Run the four plays until they show you they can stop them. Worst case, you mirror them. Like, you flip it. So whatever you're running on the left side of the field, you're on the right side of the field. Boom, you have two plays. And then you you learn how to hide it in trips. You learn how to use motion to hide it eventually. But you're, you're running versions of the same play. Eagle, I've in, in recent history, I've beaten up on lockdown, right? Well... Well, I mean, back in the spring season, yes, he did. Spring in the season, in the game. I also played. had three guys go down in the first Doesn't, three plays. Irrelevant. But fine. But but you know the plays I'm running. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. How many different plays do I run against you? Like four or five. But didn't Maximum you have like five. a career game against them, Eagle? Like didn't you have like a sack? I had two TDs. And, yeah, two TDs. Yeah. Two TDs on offense. Yeah. And a sack. Yeah. Or was it but that's not the I point. Didn't have a sack. That's not the point. The point of the conversation is that in both, let's say those two games combined, I think I scored ten or eleven touchdowns in those two games, right? Yeah, something like that. And in in, in the last two games, and. I didn't do anything special. I ran the same set of four or five plays against you both times because the strength of my team is plays to the weakness of your team and therefore I knew they would work, right? So th- that's not going to work if unless you have an intimate knowledge against another team. But run your four or five plays until you're perfect right. and start to add other plays. But really, if it might take you a full season. It might take you two full seasons to develop four plays that work. Right. If you need any help, reach out to me, reach out to Eagle, reach out to Iggy, not Mo. I always like to say no. football <laughs> is just athletic chess. So if you're good at playing the Sicilian defense, for any people who have watched the Queen's Gambit, just play the Sicilian defense. Yeah, and you'll, you'll learn later. Like, like for example, I, I call a lot of floods and, and read, them, read them well, but teams know that. So I've had to develop ISO reads, triple slants, the famous uh, Kevin, Wyeth Kevin Wyeth play. I've had, to de- I've had to learn how to read that. Because it's so different from the rest of my playbook, you know what I mean. So, like, these things will come with time, uh, but definitely don't feel the need to 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 rush to learn how to read these plays. Iggy told me recently, Mo, as he's throwing in in division in tier three, he's like, I can't read triple slants. I said, you know what? It took me three years to figure it out. It took me three years to figure out how to call it in the huddle so that everyone ends up where I need them to be, and then how to read the defense according to uh, do I go to this side of the the flood or the other side, and so on. Oh, but eye manipulation of yeah. the triple slants is what it comes. Eye manipulation and, and just keying on what does this defense do, and when this guy moves, what does that mean for my play? And exactly. that's all it is. Exactly. The throwing to where the defense is not. All right, then. It is now time for... It is now time for a surprise call-in. That's right. We're doing a surprise call-in. You don't know who I'm calling. Could be anybody. It could be anybody. It's not anybody. But it who is it? be anybody. You will find out. All right. I am definitely beating this, man. I had four games. Man. You look like you're dying. Your face is swollen. Hello? Iggy! Oh, hey, Iggy. How's Costco? <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Not much. How's uh, Costco? Costco? I'm not at Costco. I'm not at Costco right now. We ended up staying at the hotel. Which hotel yet? Uh, Sheraton. Uh, I don't know. Some chalet hotel. All right. Like cool. a Swiss chalet? 
No, not a Swiss chalet. Like he's a in St. Louis, not Switzerland. Just, yeah, he's in Bush. Yeah. <laughs> he's home of Bush beer. That's where he's at. Uh, Iggy, uh, great to hear from you. It's the thank you. Thanks for thanks for reaching out. No problem. <laughs> we were just discussing your uh, your deficiency in your ability to read triple slants, and I was ex- explaining that it's not as intuitive as it at first seems, because we're giving some pointers to uh, new tier three tier three teams, and I said uh, four plays, including red zone, is all you need to start. It was my uh, my moment of yeah. wisdom for uh, tier three teams. Uh-huh. I agree. Uh, yeah, so I, I realized I ran it a couple times recently, and I've gotten the, the hang of it. The first time, not so much, uh, a couple seasons ago. But uh, yeah, definitely now, I after having that bird's eye view, so definitely one of the suggestions would be to check out the finals yeah. live previews that we have. Uh, but seeing it from that vantage point uh, definitely gave me a different perspective into how to read it properly, and it, it's been successful so far. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, surprise call. Yeah. Uh, have you had any? Uh, have any uh, what have you had in your time in St. Louis? Bush beer? Not bush beer, no. But I had a Missouri uh, barbecue, American barbecue. Nice. A very nice, nice, delicate brisket. Uh, uh, brisket usually is like number three on my list of American barbecue. You know, I have ribs, uh, maybe even smoked chicken above right. brisket. But the but the brisket that I had here was fantastic. It was the equivalent of a, a Montreal smoked meat in terms of juiciness, tenderness, and just melt in your mouth. So it was definitely uh, definitely American barbecue. Uh, that's why I, I, I finished four out of the six of Rouge pizzas. He failed miserably, yeah. Yeah, they, they looked, uh, I saw them on Instagram, they looked uh, plentiful and bountiful. So yeah, four out of six is actually not too bad, yeah. yeah so if you do percentages, I did 37 of 50, which is higher than four of six. <laughs> oh, you, listen, you're going to make me eat five. I'll eat five to get that. Well, will you eat 37 candies next week? Hells no. So it looks like Eagle wins. Yeah. Just saying. Iggy, final rule? Eagle wins? Yeah, Eagle wins. There we go. Eagle wins. That's a horse bleep thing. I, I, he had small little candy <laughs> snacks. I mean, dough that's going to make I, it gluten, I, like a gluten tender. No, no, no. no. Eagle was drinking diabetes. I know. I'm yeah. just, just pumping I, I was thinking, stuff yeah, I, I, I was thinking of, like, how, how, like, you gave him a hard time. But then I was thinking, I'm like, he had 37, 40 pieces of candy that he shoved into his yeah. mouth. I, could, I, I don't know how you guys do, like, these eating challenges. I can't, I can't do I it. I would have finished it if I didn't have to work and type and talk. Oh, I'm sorry, Eagle. There's two of us talking. Understandable. You all that work. That's I finished right. it when I went home. So. Mo, Mo ate for most of the show and did nothing. I did nothing. So you could have done the same thing, Eagle. I mean, I, I got myself a two-week break. Yeah, he's back in a full day. I'm a professional. I do owe you two weeks. I do yeah, owe you exactly, two weeks. Bro. You're right. Exactly. Iggy, you have an article coming up anytime soon, uh, or how does the travel work for you when it comes to writing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, they, they some, you know, because they end up being some late nights and whatnot, uh, I think most likely is that I do not come out with an article. I mentioned it in my previous article, so thanks uh, for I, reading. My, <laughs> my first article this season should be out by the end of the week. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of cool. spelling for Iggy, but the, myself, Iggy, and Alexia are writing for uh, all of uh, fall season this season. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely uh, out there to cover for Iggy this week. And uh, Iggy, man, have a good time, and we'll talk to you soon. Cool. Thank you. All right. All right cool. I'll enjoy my... Home. My Nashville hot chicken sandwich coming up. I love mm. Nashville hot chicken, man. Although if it's not yeah. Bolton's, yeah. Is, it, is it really Nashville hot chicken? I don't know. You you tell me. No, <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> All right, okay, good brother. <laughs> Later, man. All right, thanks, thanks, guys. Bye. All right, and it is now time for games of the week. Let's do it. Y'all know how this goes. Uh, Pease, are you been doing well on your picks? I haven't been paying attention. I think I'm winning as always. I'm good. destroying everybody. I'm, Shocker. I'm like, I'm, I'm, laying such a long shadow over Mo. You can't even see Mo. Oh, please. He's left oh, in darkness. All right, Here let's start go. with tier awesome, one. We're gonna go with Easy W versus KGP. 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 The Apocalypse versus Mangoose. Apocalypse. Mangoose. And Blessed versus Urgence Medzik. This is a rematch of their previous game in week two. UM. I can't see Blessed winning this game twice back to back, but I will say this they'll win it the third time. This time, give me Urgence Medzik. Tier two Glow Gang Bruins. 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 Ravens Tough Lungs. 
Ravens. Tough ones. Uh, the best match of the week. Hot Sauce Sports Pinchellos. It's got to be Hot Sauce Sports by 50, right? I'm going Pinchellos. Well, we are, we are, it's a good pick because we are Justin Blanchardless because he, uh, he will be getting spot. married the night before, so I'll be hungover. Oh, the night before? Yeah. Yeah. We play Sunday. Oh, Sunday. Okay, my bad. Sorry, that was a Wednesday game. My bad. So, so Justin's wedding is the night before. Yeah, you guys are finished. Yeah. Give me Pinchellos. Hot Sauce Sports by 50. Uh, if you lose, anything happens between you and Romano? Um, Any side bets? I think... If we, He's my co-host here. Uh, for yeah, he'll be he'll be he'll co-host the show. Take a week off. That's awesome. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> Los siete amigos, Grim Reapers. Uh, Reapers, man. LSA's had a tough go. Yeah, Re- Reapers defense is legit. That's a good team. Reapers. Mean Machine, Arush. Uh, well, they sponsored the episode, so like, <laughs> I mean, I paid for this. Yeah. yeah so I, no sponsoring. We're just I, free I go, plugs. I go with Arush. All right. Unexpected Diablos, KGP Ra. Unexpected Diablos. I'm not going to use Diablos. I'm going to go with KGP Rawness. Chocolate Thunder, Santor. Thunder. Thunder. Tier 3, Fighting Cones, Lionhearts. 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 Seventh Rounders, Penetrators. Seventh Rounders. Yeah, give me the Rounders. Lockdown, the West Yard. Lockdown has a quarterback this week. Lockdown. Uh, Lockdown's quarterback has never played FPF. Give me the West Yard. Toon Squad, Trailer Park Boys. Toon Squad. Uh, Toon Squad. Tim Brandy, save the Turtles. Tim Brandy. Brandy played off the last week, but give me them this week. Yeah, I, I think uh, save the Turtles. Turtles just seem out of their element. Double header for save the Turtles. They have Post Malone's nights immediately after. Post Malone. Uh, is Iggy back? Uh, it's on Sunday. Uh, Probably. Unless he has to fly out again. Ah, uh, sure. I'll go Post Malone's nights. I'll go Post Malone. I think, I think Iggy's back. Because I think he's there at our co-ed game. So. Free Agent Squad, Killer Rays. Free agent squad, but I like this game. Yeah, free agent squad. Sneaky, sneaky game. Demons, two inches gang. Demons. Demons. The Stormers, Warriors. 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 Fighting Cones, FSU. 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 Save a horse, pardon my swag. Pardon my swag. And co-ed, three games left. Kiss my Actually, end zone. Actually, you know what? Give me, give me save a horse because I think the athleticism will give uh, Scalzo a tough time. All right. Kiss my end zone, last sect. Kiss my end zone by 50. Yeah, kiss my end zone. Uh, Wait, has Lasect won a game yet? They almost did. But have they won a game yet in FPF? Uh, yeah. So much pressure. Jesus. Why couldn't they just win last week? Doubleheader, Y&Y versus Kiss My End Zone? Yeah, Kiss My End Zone Y50. Y&Y. And last game, The Rock versus Easy Fun. Easy Fun. Uh, I will go with Easy Fun. That's the first time we actually play the whole track doing Picks of the Week this year. Oh, nice. I mean, no. That means you guys are taking too long. I was, I was trying to pace it. I was trying to see what the end of the song was. Nice. Uh, but before we sign off, though, one more thing to look at. When is the next round of the Fall Cup schedule coming out here? Soon. I, I honestly don't even know what the date is. We're going to finish this round, and then I think there's like a little half week or a week in between where we build a new schedule and then we post it. Uh, we will let you know uh, so once Rob the, tells us when he's doing work. So the next round would begin... It will begin. When, friend? When it begins. So, Jan- uh, sorry, November 8th is the last day of games. So, are we expecting to begin November 15th? Probably. Question oh. mark? Question mark, question mark. This is information that would be great to be communicated to the media and staff. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. I know. Okay. To be fair, I haven't been here to yell at Rob for two weeks. I know. So. Okay, you excited off the uh, Arush? Did you like them? Are they overrated? Good. It was very Are they underrated? Who great. rated them to begin with? No, no, no. Mo rates everyone. Mo. Are they, were they sneaky good? <laughs> They're actually. Uh, under Did their the percentages add up to what? 100? Was it a trap snack? It was definitely one of those. Uh, it was a trap snack. You didn't finish it. <laughs> it was a clipping. It was a cutting edge over here, my friend. Oh, my God. I am so done. I am so tired right now. Oh my god! All right. Anyway, uh, we're back here next week. These now we back here. Uh, these might be still on over along with Eagle. Oh, absolutely. The, uh, Justin Blanchard wedding. Second liver. Perhaps he will be. Uh, congratulations to Justin Blanchard, who will be getting married this weekend. Uh, and uh, the MVP himself. All star MVP. Yes, and we, as he likes, it's on his business card, I believe. We, as in the three of us, not the FPF world, will be there on the weekend. Look forward to that. So, uh, some people might be aren't happy. we the FPF world? Though? Are we not well, the FBI? If I say we, then I was going to say, hey, we're invited to Justice Wedding. Aren't they? Like, I think, look, listen, at the very least, you should show up for free drinks. Yeah, it's a pretty nice gift. Nice, like, nice uh, gift. And you're good to go. There we go. 
10.30. Okay, uh, that's it. Congrats, Justin. We'll see you in the weekend. And with that, Magic Wars 34-7. Do it. Do it. I ain't doing anything. I'm just the dagger's in, Mo. Dagger's Good in. night, Florida Gators. <laughs> in for nothing. Still can't win anyway. Put the place up, yeah we